Hello, and welcome to the Funny Parents Podcast. Thank you so much for being here and listening to us. I am one of your hosts, Mary Teresa Archibald. And I am your other host, Pat Shea. Yes, and we are a real-life married couple with two children. Who try and make our way in the ridiculous comedy industry. Yes, and from time to time you will hear our children in the background because you know what? We're keeping it real. They're in the other room. We're not out in some fancy studio. We're in our bedroom. Exactly. So we are moving forward with our very first story, a story from Molly Erdman and Joe Canale. Now, Molly uh, and Joe, we know from the improv community in Chicago back in the day. Uh, Molly is currently one of the members of the amazing sketch comedy group, The Break Womb. And... Joe and Molly also have a podcast that they do together called the Sports Widow Podcast. So if you're on our site, we have links. And on our Facebook page, we will have links to some of their stuff there. So go ahead and, speaking of Facebook, like what? us on Facebook. Exactly. And follow us on Twitter, at Funny Parents Pod. And make sure that you hit the subscribe button here, wherever you are listening to, for your podcast enjoyment. And let's bring them the story of bedtimes and broken noses. Yeah, our, our, our story revolves around uh, something every parent is familiar and yet unfamiliar with, which is sleep. Yes, they're familiar with sleep deprivation. Yes. And that's at yes. the core of this story, right. I think. Right, And And there are a lot of different sleep issues uh, at hand that we'll get into because we've got uh, various, uh, we've got a baby sleeping, we've got a preteen sleeping, and we've teen. got two parents, yeah, teen, and two yeah. parents not sleeping right. those in are this the, whole those story. Those are the major players uh, in this story. So some background, we have a, a almost three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Valerie, um, and then Joe, from his uh, previous marriage, uh, has a now 14-year-old daughter, uh, Sophia. Yep. Uh, during the time of this, this story takes place, she was but a young 13. Right. Um, and she lives in Chicago uh, most of the year and then spends... The summer uh, out here. Summers out here, Christmas, uh, a couple other times here and there. And we live in a modest two-bedroom apartment. Yep. And our so our solution to our space issue is that uh, we had a, a good friend of ours construct this sort of... Uh, fabric barricade between two sides of the room. Yeah. So we put up these like tension rods. Right. And he hooked up some this very nice uh, sheet. Yeah. Printed sheet, and and it serves as a as a soft barrier. Right. It's a it's a not a soundproof or anything. Uh, not light proof. No. And of course, people in New York are familiar with this with kind of partitioning up rooms mm-hmm. just to make more rooms. Right. Uh, but yeah, the the uh, a thirteen year old and a three year old aren't quite going to be like bunk bed mates no no they're not always the best roommates necessarily. so this Um, gives them each a little bit of space uh but they share you know they share the room and our daughter still uh sleeps in a crib somehow she had she she crawled out of it once about a year ago yes we were she she uh we put her down for a nap with a lot of struggle but we decided to just leave her to to cry and everything and and deal with it (laughs) And we came out to the kitchen to go about with our lives as one as attempts do to do when they put their kid down for yeah. nap. And then we looked over. I was in the kitchen and Joe was just like, what's going on? And Valerie was just standing in the living room. Yeah. And we thought, and this was almost a year ago, yeah. and we thought, oh, that's it. Yep. We, we're done with the crib. We're going to have to convert to a kid bed. And she never tried it again. And to this day, <laughs> she crawls into her crib. Yep. She easily climbs in, but has not yet figured out how easily she can climb out. So we're like, 
great. Let's just keep her in this thing. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. There's no no reason to. No, to take her out. no. Again, don't teach your kids to walk because you, then you got a <laughs> child proof. Wow, so as right. long as it takes for them to stay on the ground. <laughs> These are some great tips I'm, I'm giving yeah, throughout. Yeah. Uh, but, but I would say that 2016 and, and so far in 2017 has really been um, a, a period of sleep struggle yep. for Valerie and for us. Uh, the first couple years of her life, she actually slept quite well. But once we decided it was time to take her pacifier away... Uh, mm -hmm. it, we realized we had been dreaming for two years yeah. and that she was not that good of a sleeper, but she, but, but previously we had been able, able to just set her down in bed and pop her pacifier in her mouth and she'd go to sleep. Yep. No calling mm -hmm. us in, no nothing. It but was amazing. The pacifier lived up to its name. It, pa it fully pacified her. And again, the lesson here is either give your kid a pacifier for life or don't <laughs> give it to him at all. Cause once you take it away, you're in trouble. It's over. So we struggled for a... You know, we, we still are, frankly, with um, it's it's gotten better. But just issues of uh, constantly calling us into the room for a variety of reasons. Um, I would say with maybe a handful of exceptions in the past year, at least once every evening and most yeah. times more than once. At some point, uh, Valerie, the three year old, will just go, cover me up, cover me up. <laughs> Cover me up. It sounds like an alarm is going off. And she, and she's learned just stick with one thing and repeat it, and someone will get in there before you get to about twenty. Right, right. Uh, because, because as with many things with parenting, yes, we could play for the long game here and let her learn that we're not always coming in, and she right. has to cover herself up. Or we could try to get right back to sleep and yeah, go cover her. Because up. you learn that she will say "cover me up" for well, she's never stopped. But she's but if right you now. but if you go in and you cover her up, she stops immediately. Yeah. So at three in the morning, you know, logic is not necessarily kicking in. And you're like, well, do I want 10 or 20 minutes of this or 40 seconds of it? Right. So you give in and you cover her up. How she hasn't learned how to cover herself up is beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> well, in another remarkable um, bit of procrastination, which she has mastered yeah. when we put her down to bed. She will say, will you teach me how to cover myself up? Yeah, that's like the only time she wants to know is when it's right about bedtime. <laughs> and she's also, and it was, trust me, we'll get to the actual story in a second, but the, all this backstory <laughs> on sleep is important. <laughs> and we all know these, these kids have their, their, little, yeah, their, little, their little plans on how to stay up and stay awake. My older daughter yeah. had one trick. She'd say she was hungry and she wanted a banana. So that then became part of the, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm just going to give you a banana right now. You're going to eat it. And now go to sleep. That was it. She didn't really mess around with other attempts at staying awake. She just got the banana and went to sleep. Yeah, which which Valerie has also learned. Also, she's right used that. Right. She's hungry because she's learned that hum like functions, like biological functions, are things we're less likely to turn down. Right. Because mm -hmm. no parent is like, oh, I'm going right. to send my kid to bed hungry. Also, she's learned that I have to go potty, yeah. even though she just went. Like, we're not going to test that. I feel yet. like she's, you know, she's learned to save a drop for that second trip. Uh, and again, you can't deny that. You can't say, no, I'm not going to put you in the bathroom. So they take advantage of your kindness. Right. So other, other things that she has called us into bed for... Uh, include, but are not limited to, to watch her drink water because we keep the <laughs> bottle of water there, right. but she needs me in there to supervise her drinking it, uh, to give her Kleenex 
For mm-hmm. an unknown reason. Or to wipe her nose, in fact. To wipe her nose. Um, she'll ask, she has a dozen stuffed animals in her crib, but she'll be missing <laughs> one particular one. Um, or it'll be out of place. Right, or we'll have to rearrange the formation. Uh, she will say that her uh, sound machine hurts her ears. <laughs> the same one she's listened to forever, suddenly right. way too loud. Uh, she needs a hug and a kiss. Again, that's another one that's hard to really like, mm-hmm. really cold about. Um, and sometimes she'll just call us in and to tell us, <laughs> to tell us something like, I have to tell you something. Right. So you're like, oh, what could this be? Uh, one time she called me in. I, I, I quickly, uh, transcribed this conversation after it happened she called me into her room at one in the morning and I, I had already been in there several times that night she goes to bed around seven thirty, and I've been in multiple times and I said uh night night and she said daddy has a penis and I breaking I, news I'm, I'm in a sleepy haze like yes yes and she says it again daddy has a penis I say yes yes Valerie he does and then she says a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> At which point, I'm, I'm already logging this conversation in my head, but I'm really also trying to stay in that sort of half sleepy zone so that I can get back to sleep. So I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she says, he pees in his penis. And I said, <laughs> yes. And then he said, she said, he poops on it. Oh. And I, <laughs> I deny that to this day. And well, I Not that she said it, you. but that I... Yeah. Uh, so, so there's all sorts of gems uh, that she'll she'll bring us in with. But point being, she wakes up a lot. Yeah, and then she's built it up to this point where we used to sing her one song. I used to sing my older daughter uh, the Beatles song "I Will." Who knows mm-hmm. how long I loved you? Da da da. Off off the White Album. It's a good song. So I used to sing that to her. That was her one bedtime song. So I repeated that process, but then Valerie has added songs so that at this point now we sing her. Oh, geez, we haven't even gotten to the story. We're singing her, her like seven songs a night, but I sing them at top speed. I'm like, hush, little baby, don't say a word. Daddy's going to buy you a mockingbird. If they're gonna, you know, like I'm getting through those five songs in record time just to get through them. All right. Yeah. Like so, I should do for this story. So down to the story. So Sophia is in town. Uh, Joe's older daughter at the time, 13, was in town for Christmas this year. So they're in their divided room. And Sophia uh, lives in Chicago most of the time. So she always has to adjust to the schedule right. here, the, the time change. Which usually mm-hmm. means she's going to wake up a little bit earlier, but she's also a teenager and she's sleeping later anyway, right. so it kind of evens out. But anyway, at um, around five in the morning, she got up to go to the bathroom, and in doing so, she has to walk by Valerie, and I think she also closed the bathroom door. Anyway, Valerie woke up while she was mm-hmm. in the bathroom, which Joe and I heard and decided to just sort of wait out for a second to see what happened. And then we hear Sophia come back into the room. The two of them have some kind of conversation. We don't. We will never know exactly right. what transpired. Right. But we but, hear kind of words going back and forth. And then Sophia just uh. got Valerie up out of the bed. And I think that's what we heard is like, do you want me to get you up? And and like, no, 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 no. So I immediately get up to stop this, <laughs> uh, run down the hallway. And at this point, Sophia has already taken Valerie out of the crib. So we're in, you know... It's a bad situation. She's not going back in. So I'm like, no, 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 no. So I grab Valerie. Sophia gives her to me and goes back into her bed. So Sophia's like, I'm out. Sequestered. She can't yeah. see what's going on. She's no. just gone back. Gone to bed. back to bed. And what I assume is that she's just gone to sleep. So and now I I'm am still in bed. And I am wrestling with Valerie at this point. Like, no, it's not time. It's still nighttime. <laughs> 
Da, 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 da. I pick her up. I put her back in the crib. But There's she's a lot of crying, a lot of yelling. Right. And she's gotten out of the crib at this point. Mm-hmm. So for her to go back in is nearly unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of screaming and yelling. And I'm I'm trying everything. But again, I'm sleep deprived. Uh, and and so we're talking. I'm lying her down. She's getting back up. We're, we're going back and forth. And at a certain point, I'm like, Valerie, this is it. Lie down. And she, grabbing the side of the crib, yanks herself up, you know, pulls herself up and goes real fast. And I'm kind of leaning down and her head smashes my nose. So I let out just a scream of pain of like, ah, and probably, you know, a litany of swears come out of my mouth at full volume. Uh, And I'm, you know, I'm holding my nose and the blood begins pouring out. So now Valerie's just heard me (laughs) scream at full volume. She's terrified sitting in the crib. I have sprung out of bed. Because I'm screaming bloody murder. Uh, I I remember running by you in the hallway holding my nose. And you're like, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, she broke my nose. She broke my nose. So, again, you don't know if she punched me or what. Right. Uh, I'm running into our bathroom and off of our bedroom while you're running into her bedroom. No. First, I well, she was yelling. So yeah. and and one detail of the story I did not. I thought Valerie did, did this to Joe on purpose. Right. <laughs> Which is awful. But but if, but if you know her, she she might think to do it. Yeah. So I went into the room and I said, "Daddy's hurt. I have to take care of him." Right. Uh, so I went to the uh, freezer. And I got um, like one of those ice packs. Right. A big, a big, yeah. Like that you put in your lunch, lunch box, yeah. You know. And I go in and, and Joe's in the bathroom and I see drops of blood on the floor on the oh. way. And I'm kind of freaking out. And then for some reason I decide I should get a bag of ice instead. Right. Because this it's pack be- is yeah. going to like hold on. Sure. So he's like cleaning up and stuff. So I run back. I fill a baggie with ice cubes hastily. And now and, let's set the uh, yeah. reset the picture. We're both craziness is going on we're sleep deprived there's madness it's five in the morning it screams from her bedroom <laughs> cries from me and molly comes in with this bag of ice I come in with a bag of ice <laughs> and i'm so worried and joe was like uh, what am i supposed to do oh, go well ahead. let me all say right, like right. i would which would enrage you but uh, she hands me the ice and instead of being the appreciative husband you know i'm still bleeding from the nose and i go what the hell am i going to do with this and so, so i say i was just <laughs> trying to help and molly's default and i've seen this probably more than any person in history when she gets real angry <laughs> she throws stuff <laughs> i remember one time she threw water in my face and my and i laughed so hard when she did which that's been like of my many flaws one of the worst is that i laugh in the face of anger and, and that's only gonna make somebody angrier but in this instance she's got this bag of ice that she got for me and i say this awful thing i'm like what the hell am i gonna do she goes what did you say? I was trying to help. And she throws the bag of ice. All the ice goes flying everywhere. I had not done oh. a good job of sealing the bag. So there's ice everywhere now, all over the place. Blood and ice on the floor, water on the floor. Uh, I'm screaming. I'm like, oh, God. And you the know. worst part is, in normal <laughs> circumstances, I would like just walk out in a huff. But I was like, I got to clean up this ice. Right. It's all over. Yes. <laughs> melt. So I'm on my hands and knees. Picking up ice off the floor. Right. At this point, I think Valerie's gone back to Valerie sleep. Valerie back to sleep. <laughs> you know, we're over in the other room. Like, I don't recall ever going back to her. We she went just, to check on her. We terrified her into sleep. Her adrenaline cycle just put her back down. Right, uh, sure. And, and, it turned, and I was worried about Sophia. I was like, oh, she's 
heard all this, she might be really traumatized. It turned out she was laughing at us the yeah, whole time. She was, but she didn't want to laugh loudly so we would hear her. So she's quietly laughing in her bed at us screaming in pain and everything, which she caused for the record. Yes, yes. So we, so everything gets settled. I clean up the ice. You know, we, we, I said I was trying to help. We, we make we, up. We make up. It's fine. You know, we, we try to go back to bed for it's a little bit. Probably 520 at this yep. point. Everything's settled and quiet. The neighbors are probably awake from all the yelling, but... Uh, and we lie down into bed and everything, and I'm lying down, like, suddenly I feel something, and, like, an ice cube drops onto my head from my pillow that had been missed in the, you know, the shrapnel ice that, that nobody got to, kind of starts melting into my head, because it was on my pillow, and, and that was, that was, I, I feel like that's the end of the story. Yeah, Joe it's, let out, let out a little chuckle as right, the, uh, right. the, 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 <laughs> like, the final oh, note of our yeah. adventure that evening. It settled in how ridiculous we were. Yes. Oh yes. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. And I don't think Valerie remembers it. Nope. Uh, and Sophia remembers it only fondly. But it is a cautionary <laughs> tale of what happens to people when they don't get enough. Yeah. Sleep. And don't <laughs> lean into the crib. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was a mistake on my part. Don't lean in. That's the name of Joe's book. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, don't take that out of context. Because we've all had that near miss of leaning into the crib and whoa, there they come jumping out at you. So Joe took it, took one the hard way for all of us. Exactly. This is the part of the story where Thomas the Tank Engine tells you exactly what happened and why it matters. Yes, only in currencies. Hey, did you like the story? Would you like to hear more stories like this? then subscribe to our podcast. And if you want to talk to other people about these stories, it would be great if they listen too. So recommend it to a friend or leave a review so that it, we will be easier to find. And we will keep looking to our funny parent friends and looking to meet new funny parent friends and spread the word of this ridiculous journey that we're all on. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us. We're here. We're easy to connect with. Um, and have a great day. And let's hope for an early bedtime for everybody tonight.